discussing the YBF podcast, the YBF politics episode once again with a fabulous guest. And this time is someone I know, you know, semi-personally, we've, we've chatted. I've been to her events. She's my sorority sister as well, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. And yes. she's amazing things um, with her organization. And I, I mean, it's like everything we talk about all the time, but now finally I can talk one-on-one and get the tea from directly from someone on the ground, grooming candidates, getting candidates money, and she's black and fabulous and all <laughs> black and fabulous candidates that y'all said that y'all didn't even know existed. She is the woman who is making them exist in your eyes. So please welcome to the show, Miss Stephanie James Brown. Hello. Brown James. I'm always confusing the two. That's all right. Brown James. Yes, yeah, she's a married woman and her, her husband is her co-founder. Yes. This um, is okay. the- Yes, yes, yes. The collective pack is honestly, like, it's everything. It's what we've always needed, what I've always wanted, something like this. And you co-founded this, well, founded this with your husband in, in 2016. And I just, I can't say enough about it. I want you to explain to the people what your organization does. Well, first of all, Sarah, I am so happy to be talking to you. I think from the first moment we met and I was fangirling about how much I love YBF and how much I appreciate you for just showing our culture, being able to like, and now highlighting, I mean, YBF politics, like, yes, this is, that's what we need. So just thank you for this combo. Um, and, you know, anytime I can talk about the collective pack, I'm happy to, Um as you mentioned, my husband Quentin and I started the organization in 2016, and it was really designed to um, to be an organization that could support Black folks running for office all across the country. You know, sadly, 90% of all elected officials in this country are white. 95% of all prosecutors. And as we talk about the different cases, and in 2016, we had. Um, Mike Brown and Ferguson and everything that was happening there. We have Baltimore, but we have so much stuff that had been happening. We felt like, you know, we have to at least start with having folks in elected office that both reflect us, to represent us, but most importantly, who respect us as Black people. Um, And so, you know, we've now grown into an uh, an organization that has four different organizations under us. So... We have our political side, but we also have a nonprofit organization and a foundation. So we're trying to do all we can to uh, to build Black political power in this country. Yeah, I love it. And I, crazy enough, I spent my birthday like what is it, two years ago now at <laughs> at a collective packed event because I just couldn't miss it. You know, you came to New York and to do a you know a, a town hall of sorts with a few yes. candidates, and I was like, I, I can't miss it. These are the candidates I love, and I never get to see or hear. So yeah. that's another thing that the collective pack does: travels around this country to put these candidates in your face, so you yeah. can talk to them and see them. The candidates that are usually in my opinion, overlooked by the Democratic Party, uh, Mm -hmm. the establishment Democratic Mm -hmm. Party, Mm -hmm. um, and just overlooked by media in general. So that's why I love what you do, because that's literally why you founded YBF to begin with, to put a spotlight on people that are overlooked. So I love it. Um, Can you tell me some success stories that have come out of the collective pact, the the people that have won elections and, and gotten this Monty that they needed. Yes. And you know, and we pride ourselves on being able to be some of the first money in for candidates that are running because as you said, 
you know, with black candidates, we're often doubted before we can even get into the game good enough, you know, and so as far as success folks, I look at Lauren Underwood, who's now a congresswoman out of Illinois, and Lauren is a nurse by trade. When she said she was going to run and she was going to run against four white guys, people were like, ain't no, ain't no way in the world this little black girl about to win something. And so for us to be able, but she's powerful and she's knowledgeable. And so for us to be some of the first money in to help her establish her campaign um, was, was meaningful. And she's now a U.S. Congresswoman. Or I think about Johanna Hayes in Connecticut was, was National Teacher of the Year and was struggling to raise money. So for us to support her or Stacey Abrams, I mean, the list can go on and on, you know, but, but one person I want to highlight is Marquita Bradshaw who is currently running for Senate, U.S. Senate in Tennessee. Yes. Last year, Marquita Bradshaw came to the Collective's um, Black Campaign School, which is a training that we host to help Black candidates um, know how to run for office as an authentically Black person to represent your communities. And now she is running for U.S. Senate as a Democratic nominee. What? Like, it's, it's incredible. And so, you know, for us to be able to help and be kind of the, the wind beneath the wings of these Black candidates, I mean, it's, it's been an amazing journey so far. Yeah, yeah. So last year, well, last election, you all raised $6.5 for the candidates. What mm -hmm. are you on par to raise for this 2020 election? I, I can tell you overall, um, we've definitely more than doubled that. Yes. Yes. And and <laughs> because what people, a lot of questions I get, I get these texts like from family members or friends like, I mean, yeah, I, I saw your post. So I donated like, you know, $20. I know it's not going to do anything. And I always get so upset because I'm like, y'all, that's exactly who is creating the change. Like that's yeah. how Obama got elected from $5 contributions and $25 contributions. It matters. And isn't yeah. that what you all focus on the small donors? Oh, let me tell you, we, we actually just commissioned a study to look at um, black black donors in just the primary, just the presidential primaries this year. We saw that over two million black folks donated to one of the primary candidates, just on the Democratic side, of course, raised over forty million dollars was just donated from black people to these Democratic primary candidates. The average donation amount was twenty one dollars. See, I don't want to hear from none of y'all no more. I don't have it matters. $5 even, you know, like it, it matters. It makes a yes. difference. Tell you, Stephanie is telling y'all it matters. And, Absolutely. And, and talk about the importance of the money. We don't just want to say, please give us money. Like, what are you all doing with this money? How is the money allocated to certain candidates? What, what, what's the deal? Yes. And so the whole premise of the collective is um, we, we, we look at it in two buckets. One is we want to raise money that we can directly contribute to um, to the candidates. And so people can go to collectivepack.org. They say, all right, I have $20. I want to give all $20 to go to the collective that they can then distribute amongst their candidates that they've endorsed. Or you could say, you know what, I am really all about supporting Jamie Harrison. I'm going to give $10 to Jamie Harrison, and I'm going to give the other $10 to the collective. And you can divide your donations up on our website to who you want to support or just put it in the bucket where we can be able to put it out across our candidates and this year we've endorsed 156 black candidates for office 101 of them are black women and so you know every race 
costs a lot of money. I mean, it costs millions of dollars now to run for Congress. So again, those that five, twenty, twenty-five dollars that adds up, and it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Wow. Um, I know that you got your start um, at. You were in the NAACP, and mm -hmm. that's where you met your hubby. Yes. Um, wait a minute. First of all, let me break out my notepad. Since you all met at <laughs> met at NAACP while you both were working there years ago, um, and you, I heard you in an interview say that he's the most supportive person, like the most yes. just person in general, and he called you a boss. And honestly. I don't know if you've had relationships in the past before this one where a, a spouse was that supportive of a woman that's kind of, you know, doing her thing. Yeah. It's not easy to find that. So how did you find that? And let me whip out the pen and go. <laughs> well, first of all, this man was my intern at one point. Wait a minute, M M Michelle Brock. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> so what's funny is when we first met in 2006, we met because I was the, the National Youth and College Division Director for NAACP. And he was the youth president of the South Carolina NAACP. Okay. I want to pause and just say there was no attraction at that. At least on my part. Okay. We are seven years uh, different in age. Wow. Um, I'm seven years older. And so when I first met him, I didn't think he was like a kid to me because he was. He was 17 years old. And so, wow. yes, I met him at 17 years old. And... Um, we just formed a friendship because of our affiliation with NAACP and he was literally my little brother. I have old Facebook messages between us where it is a sister brother relationship. Now it, is, it sounds weird now. No, I get it. But fast forward, he became my intern a few years later, you know, close proximity. <laughs> he's brilliant and he's beautiful to me to look at. And I think he's, just the most amazing man and as you said has always held me down yeah um and has always been focused on what can we do to to really make yeah. an impact for black folks and long story short we've been together now for 12 years we have two kids three and five wow and yeah and by the way how are you even dealing with mommy like there's a there's a whole election going on our president has COVID. Like, it's foolishness out here, and you're still a Crazy. mom. Like, how are you dealing with all this? It's nuts. It's absolutely ridiculous. And I hate to say that, you know, I have my glass of wine at night because <laughs> it's crazy. We have both boys are at home. Um, our oldest, Carter, just started kindergarten. So he's doing that virtually. Then the school said they're going to go back in person. Now we got to figure out what we're about to do. Our three year old is in preschool at home. And Quentin and I, we just try to juggle it. The, the, the biggest thing, and I would say this for any parent, especially, or any um, one who hopes it, you gotta have support. Yeah. You gotta have support. And so between my family, we, we've, we've hired a nanny, like it's necessary for us to do our work yeah. by making sure our children are you know, taken care of, so. Normalize getting help for women because yes, we need it. Women are quick to get all the help they want. So ain't that, ain't that right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so thoughts on the DNC. I've had this discussion with someone else who um, is the president of another type of incubator, candidate. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I've always said for years is why why are our choices so sucky a lot of the times? And that affects the way people even want to be involved. You know, mm -hmm. and I can't argue with that. I'm just going to, I'm always going to vote. I'm a political person. I love that. And somebody like you as well, you're always going to vote no matter what, but 
the masses have an issue when there's not a good candidate. So yeah. in PNC, they usually choose and back certain candidates and it always, it never is represented to me. It's never as representative as it could be. And to me, I love that the fact that you're kind of taking control of that and saying, well, let's raise our own candidate. Was that the reason why you did that? Yeah, you know, it really is about um, helping everyday folks who want to be of service to their community have, have a, a shot and an opportunity. You know, I look at someone like Jamal Bowman out of New York. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was a, I can't a, like, wow. <laughs> and this man, this man, this man won because he has been rooted in the community. He has been focused on helping to elevate children in the community. He started a, 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 his own school. He's the principal of that school. And so, you know, he, he to me, him, Mondaire Jones, um, Desiree Timms, all these folks are running for Congress. Um, they're like me and you, yeah. you know, and I think we right. sometimes get this like mythical thought about like, who a candidate is and how they have to be. And it's like, no, these are regular folks that have just said, yeah, I'm about to get into the race. You know what I mean? It's a cool too. Like they want to pick certain people that look a certain way. Whereas Jamal Bowman beat an incumbent who's been there for, I mean, dec over a decade. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, it's like that old playbook of this certain type of candidate, that's, that's out of here. That, right. that is no more. Right. You know, it, it, it really is about, to me, having a track record of service, of being committed to representing your whole community. Yeah. Um, that's important. And so, yeah, I, we're not about that old playbook no more. And when we okay. see people trying to use that playbook, we at the collective have no problem going to them being like, actually, these are folks that need your support and here's why. And we, we have no problem calling folks out. Right. We can't wait for people to get on board. We got to do it ourselves, raise our own money, and it's working. So mm -hmm. keep helping this organization it's, it's worth it trust me um so beyonce co-signs everything we're saying so hey. the other day, <laughs> hey. a post co-signing organizations that are political-based organizations that are really doing great things for this election whether it's voter registration or promoting candidates or whatever and she listed the collective pact as one that y'all need to pay attention to what I would have been on the ground. I would not be talking to me right now. Like, how I just pulled myself up off the ground to talk to you, yeah. okay? Because I, st I didn't, I didn't even see it until I started getting messages on my phone, and I'm like, "Yo, are you kidding me?" And so I looked, and so basically on the other side of our organization, on our foundation and our non nonprofit side, we have our Vote to Live campaign, which is designed to register and engage Black voters across the country. And so when I saw that Beyonce listed Vote to Live, our campaign, as a resource for a vote, I was like, the queen knows about Vote to Live. And then if she doesn't, right. I believe that, you know, she does. And that's the story I'm sticking with, is that Beyonce is not going to put nothing. Because, you know, she got a lot of people working for her. I'm telling you, I don't know if you've met her in person. I'm telling you, she knows everything going on. It's actually kind of scary. She I believe she does. Everything. I believe she does. She watches TikTok. She watches all the reels. She knows everything happening. Yes, there's a team doing stuff behind the scenes, but you think that they post stuff without her knowing? No, 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 no absolutely not. You're right. Listen, <laughs> because I, because I do now feel like, oh, I'm about to call, I'm about to call my girl B, you know, so we could talk a little politics, you know. You know I saw that you liked our organization, so let, let's talk, you know. So let's talk. Um, is there any candidate that you would steer clear from? I mean, obviously steer clear from, but really steer clear from somebody that's maybe 
on the rise or Kanye or something like that. Like <laughs> somebody <laughs> that you would be like, I see that they're getting all this buzz, but no. Someone like Daniel Cameron in Kentucky. I mean, first of all, the man, the man wasn't even qualified to be attorney general. Uh, you know, no shade to law clerks, but to go from a law clerk to attorney general. Never tried a case. Never tried. I mean, so, you know, that's an important point that, that, that you bring up, Natasha, because, you know, we, so in order to be endorsed um, by the collective, you have to complete a 40 question questionnaire which basically is about issues, issues that we believe are important to progressing the black community for. So we talk about criminal justice reform and, and you know, p police reform, public school education funding, healthcare access for all. You know, we talk about these things to figure out where do these folks stand on these issues? And if you don't, you know, answer the questionnaire to what we feel is, um, is a way that you're really showing that you are dedicated to policies that will uplift black people, then we're not going to endorse you. Of course, um, yeah. And so there's been a number of black folks who are progressives who did not, we feel, pass the questionnaire. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're real serious about just because you black does not mean we're about to support any, you. Are there any black Republican candidates? No. <laughs> I mean, listen, if they could, if they could pass the questionnaire, right, right, right. For us, it's not about party. It's about policies. And so, if, if, if they can pass a questionnaire and say, you know, yes, I believe that we need to have paid sick leave for everybody and, you know, women deserve equal pay and we need to be pro-choice, like, sure. There are some progressive Republicans, not many, but there right. are a few, but yeah. I, hear, I hear what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, totally. Um, so the role of, we're both in a Black group organization, um, and obviously our VP nominee, Kamala Harris, is as well. She's a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Many of my family members are too. How do you feel this is impacting the BGLO landscape? And what is our role? Like, what is our role as voters, as donors, as candidates even? Because there are yeah. a lot of candidates that are... Girl, Daniel Cameron is a Sigma. Did you know that? I didn't know that. And I am confused. Whatever. This, <laughs> anyways. So anyway, yeah, there are candidates that are members of Black Greek organizations. What is our role in this election? Listen, if we don't show up and show out in this election, shame on us. I mean, because we have all been afforded a great opportunity to attend the universities we attended, to join these historic organizations. But it is about action. It ain't about legacy. It's, it's, it's also about action. And so, yes, we need, we need more donors to support specifically these Black candidates. Um, we need folks to be able, even now, like this weekend, the collective has a weekend of action where we are calling um, voters across the country and different um, different states to get them to know about some of our candidates and to support some of our candidates. And so you can do so much stuff from home. You could phone bank. You can do a, a text message um, thing where you can encourage folks to register to vote. You can have your whole chapter go out and knock on doors and step away and say, hey, did you know that you can you know, vote early. Like we, we need to be both virtually and in person on the ground, encouraging voters, giving information and education, because that's what we do as 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 Black Greek letter organizations. You know, we are about educating and um, and helping to drive and push change. We just gotta double down and do that even more so in these next thirty two days. So, what should we tell someone? Hey, like. 
the collective pack is doing amazing things. This is what you need to do to maybe learn about a candidate. How, how do I go tell someone how to educate themselves through your organization? Yeah, I would say, you know, the first thing is to find out who is running locally and statewide in your community. Because what I, I think the shift that's happening is people are starting to realize how important the folks who represent you on the local and state level are to like the policy, the policies that impact your day to day life. Yeah. You know, the curriculum that your kid is getting in school is not coming from the president of the United States. It's coming from your state and from your local. And so I will first say is to educate yourself on who's running in your community. Um, and then especially if they are black candidates, check them out, figure out what, you know, for all candidates, but check out, you know, where they stand, what policy changes do they want to make? Um, and then donate. If, if you fill in somebody like donate to help their campaign, $5 means a lot volunteer on their campaign. Um, but also, you know, go to collectivepack.org. You can see all 156 of the folks that we've endorsed, where, they, where they're from, their policy positions. You can donate to them. Um, you know, definitely learn about these candidates and then do what you can to help them be successful. Oh my God, I'm obsessed. Love it. This is so needed. Thank you for educating us some more and for even doing this. Just amazing. And um, what's the last thing that you want to tell the YBF community, the family? Yes, the last thing I would say is, please, if you have early voting in your state, go vote early. Do not wait until November 3rd to vote. And now a number of states have early voting options. You know, um, it, it's important because we don't want to have these long lines on election day. Right. Um, and we want to be, and in, and in many states, they actually count absentee ballots first. Those right. are the first ballots that are counted, you know, on election night. So go ahead and bank your vote today. Do it early. Take some folks with you to the polls so y'all can do it together. If you're going to do a mail-in ballot, get it. Put that thing in the mail today. Yesterday. Yesterday. Had that thing in the mail. But most important, try to vote early if you can. And go to votetolive.org for more info. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Miss Stephanie Brown James. Yay. Oh, I have one more thing. One more thing, <laughs> Natasha. We're also offering in certain states um, free rides to the polls for those who can't afford to get there. Okay. If you have Lyft, the Lyft app, you can use the code Vote to Live, either like MI for Michigan or OH for Ohio. Um, we'll have the list of states up within the next couple of days on our site, votetolive.org you can get the code and you can be able to get your free ride to and from the poll. That's perfect. That's definitely needed as well. See how they think things through? Thank <laughs> you for thinking about all the people, Stephanie. Trying to, trying okay. to, Natasha. Thank you so much for this. Good luck with the rest of this election season. I mean, we all need a glass or two of wine or three. So thank you for doing what Preferably you're Preferably on the island. Ain't that right? I'm like. At, one po at some point in life. I don't know. When at some point. point. At some point. Whatever. All right. Thank y'all guys. Thank you guys for listening. The YBF.com for all coverage um, and at YBF politics and at, y, at the YBF underscore daily on Instagram. Um, thank y'all for watching and listening today. Vote now, vote early and get your life together. All right. Yes. Uh, thank you. <laughs> bye bye.